0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Romans with the conclusion of part three on the steps to holiness. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter six, verse 18. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Second Corinthians 3.18. You see, there are only two foundations for your life. Either it is going to be based on sand, sand, selfism, solipsism, gnosticism. You believe whatever you cooked up in your head, sentimentalism. Foolish man builds his house upon sand, it doesn't survive the flood and the rain and so on. In due time, such a person will collapse and abandon all faith in Christ and go away. Or you build your house, your life upon the solid rock, Christ the rock, the word of God. So we heard today obedience because we are under grace secondly we are under the word of God thanks be to God you obeyed from the heart the form of doctrine to which you were given over handed over obeyed sir didn't say receive believe obeyed so I said, there has to be intellect, sharp mind, a renewed mind that grasps the gospel. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, what I have received, I have handed over to you. I have handed over to you the gospel. Christ died for our sins According to the scriptures. And he was what sir? Buried. And was raised on the third day. According to the scriptures. And he appeared to many. The gospel. And so I hope that when you come. You exercise the mind. You obeyed. From the heart. The form of what? Doctrine. Didache. Doctrine. We are living at a time. When people hate towards sir. Doctrine. They want sentimentalism. They want emotionalism. They want entertainment. They want everything else but doctrine. They say doctrine divides and sentimentalism and entertainment unites. Unites to send you to hell. Doctrine, sir, must come with mind sharp. And train your children to come with a sharp mind. That form of doctrine means mind. Obeyed means what? Your will. You surrendered your will to the gospel. And ek from the heart means what? Affections. You love the gospel. You love the gospel. You love the word of God. My word is spirit and my word is life. The word of God makes you alive. Raises people from the dead. So the angel you read appeared to Cornelius. And he said go and bring that man. His name is what? Simon. And he will tell you. Not an angel... It takes God-appointed man to preach the gospel. Not a stupid person, an intelligent person who studies the word of God and articulates it with authority. He doesn't beg and plead. He commands all people everywhere to repent. God from heaven, is commanding. It's not pleading and begging and soft music and And storytelling tears. God commands. God of glory. Appeared to Abraham. Saint Stephen looked and he saw the glory of God. And Jesus. Jesus. Who received all authority in heaven and on earth. From the heart. So when you come to the church. You bring your intellect. Your will. And your affections all surrendered to the gospel. And so, thirdly, verse 18 of chapter 6 of Romans you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. What's wrong with that translation? New international version. It takes liberty. I study Greek. And in the Greek it is different. Having been set free from sin. And have been enslaved to righteousness. Notice passive. Having been set free. I know it is difficult English. Having been set free is passive. Passive. It is called divine passive. Who sets you free? God. God has taken the initiative. Having been set free by God. You've been enslaved. To the boss righteousness. That's the third point. We obey God. Because we are under the authority of God. Righteousness. Under obligation to righteousness. Enslaved. Again passive. Who enslaved you? God. Set you free. And enslaved you. That is the idea. He said there is no independence for anybody. It's chimera. It is monstrosity. It is grand illusion. To think that. People are independent. Silliness. Nobody is independent. It's a lie. We've been set free from sin. That's what it says. Sin was our former master. Sin is personified. So also righteousness is personified. So also obedience personified in verse sixteen. Well, that is the great miracle we spoke about. We couldn't have crawled out of the pit of slavery to sin. Thank God for freedom. From sin, from its dominion and power. You want to know how bad it is? Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2. First three verses speaks about the slavery to sin. And to Satan. As for you. You were dead. In your transgressions and sins. Dead. In sins. Is different. From dead. To sin. Dead in sin means. That's all you can do. In which you used to live. When you followed. That is perfect obedience. When you followed the ways of this world, cultural conformity, fornication is normal. Lying is normal. What is not normal? Not to fornicate. Adultery is what, sir? Normal. What is not normal? Fidelity in marriage. Following The ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit. That is the devil. The spirit. Every unbeliever is following. Total following. Totally obedient. Total cultural conformist. The ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work. It may be he is at work in some of you who are sitting there. Right now, he is at work. You begin to feel drowsy, uninterested, boring. It happens, something. Something comes over the head. He is now at work in those who are what? Disobedient. Actually, in the Greek, sons of disobedience. Father's name is what? Disobedience. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying, that is, obeying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and what, sir? Thoughts. Totalitarian control of Satan and sin. Sin is totalitarian. It controls every aspect of your life. There is not even... A little place where you exercised autonomy. Don't come and tell me about freedom. An unbeliever has no freedom. He can only sin. And he always sins. And he fulfills every thought that comes into his head. He has no ability to disobey the thoughts and desires of the flesh. There you have it, sir. But thank God. he been what? Set free. From. Tez tears, From the sin. Through the gospel. By his Holy Spirit. You should thank God. To come to a church where the gospel is preached. Yeah. Story cannot save you. Music cannot save you. We are not told you have obeyed from the heart that form of teaching. You are not told the form of music. People like music. Music cannot save you. Philosophy cannot save you. Science cannot save you. Nothing can save you. It's the gospel that saves you, sir. What a privilege it is to hear that form of doctrine that saves us. God set us free through the gospel by his Holy Spirit through a preacher. Now then, this does not mean that this set free from sin does not mean that we achieved sinless perfection. It does not mean we are free from sin's continuing influence. This does not mean That we are free from temptation. This does not mean. Christians may not sin through carelessness. But it means sin no longer is our master. No longer our boss. We are freed from its dominion and power. We are made able in Christ to resist sin and Satan and be victorious. We have been permanently removed from the sphere of sin. And we will never go back seeking its slavery. Lord Jesus will keep us from that happening. Sin is not my master set free permanently from sin slavery. Let's praise God. Positively we are enslaved to a power called what? Righteousness. This is speaking about our obligation. We have an obligation. Not to the flesh. We are told saint by saint Paul in Romans 8 and verse 12 We have an obligation to God We have an obligation to righteousness that is doing the will of God We are set free not to wander about aimlessly but we are set free to devote ourselves to righteousness to knowing the will of God and doing the will of God We've been made good trees. Therefore, we have an obligation to bear what's a good fruit. That's the purpose of our life. To glorify God. By doing God's will. Jesus did the same thing. It is not an occasional obedience to God. We are to obey God always. Always. We are enslaved to righteousness. Oh, but what glorious slavery this is! This slavery is also the maximum freedom that God intends us to enjoy. It was never God's intention that man should be independent of God. Man enjoys his life when he is utterly dependent on God and obedient to God, which is sheer happiness. Turn to verse chapter eight verse two Because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of Life Hallelujah set me free. From what? The law of sin and death. Set me free, sir. Turn with me to Exodus, chapter 3. The Lord appears to Moses and he tells him, chapter 3 and verse 12. And God said, I'll be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You will serve God on this mountain. The word is serve. Abad. Serve. The point I am making is you are set free from Pharaoh's slavery to serve whom? God. The true Lord of his people. Covenant Lord. We read Exodus 14 and verse 5. Listen. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled. Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them. And said what have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their what? Services. Thank God. He lost his services. I am a servant of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the purpose of life. And finally, we have come to realize God's purpose for our life. So when you study carefully Romans 6, we see we are made slaves of righteousness. Slaves of God. Slaves of the gospel. Slaves of obedience. But here in this verse, slaves to righteousness. What is righteousness? Doing what is right. We are made slaves to the will of God. And where do you find the will of God, sir? The form of teaching. That's why we study the Bible to find what the will of God is. Why do we oppose feminism? because the Bible says that's not the way to go. Why do we oppose abortion? The Bible says that's not the way to go, sir. We discover the will of God in the Bible. Why do we say children obey parents? The Bible says so, sir. Why do we say that you should provide for your family? The book says so, sir. We are being set free from sin and enslaved to what? righteousness to the will of God and I don't particularly worry when you don't like it here we preach that pattern of apostolic doctrine in which we discern the will of God we are obliged to righteousness to do what is right that's what righteousness is It is speaking about experimental righteousness. Ethical life. It is not speaking about the gift of righteousness. It is not speaking about the imputed righteousness. It is the imparted righteousness. It is practical obedience to the will of God. This slavery as I said to righteousness is our maximum freedom and maximum happiness and if you think it is the most boring thing in the world to be a Christian, you are not a Christian the man possessed of a legion of demons 6,000 demons in one person naked running around restless, miserable no social life Wandering from cemetery to cemetery. Alone. That is the picture of an unbeliever. Restless. The mind is gone. Taken over by demons. See, I was thinking today, you know, when you read the Bible, you see a lot of demon activity. But today we say bipolar, tripolar, DE,F, GF. I began to wonder, well, I don't read that in the Bible. But we want to stay away from saying what? It is satanic, it is demonic. Don't misunderstand me. that doesn't mean there are people who may have certain organic problem, and that's not the point. But I began to think, there is a lot of demon activity in the Bible. and Jesus comes and casts out these demons. But we are so civilized, so educated. No demon, no devil, no nothing. I think the devil won in our popular thought that there is no devil. So here is a man possessed of 6,000 demons. He was set free by Jesus. And you look at him, he's clothed, first time in a long time. He's clothed, and he's sitting down, not restless, he's sitting down. Come unto me, all those who are weary and heavy laden, I will what? Give you rest. And then we are told in his what? Right mind. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ gives us right mind. Right mind, sir. That can be put to the right use of thinking God's thoughts after him. And now, this man wants to follow Jesus. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. I read 1 Corinthians 7 it says your body is not yours it belongs to your husband. Husband your body is not yours it belongs to your wife. Aha. Uh-huh, that's right sir. You have no right to do whatever you want with your body. It first belongs to God and then to your spouse. 1 Corinthians 7:23 You were bought at a price. That means you have been redeemed from the marketplace of slavery. By Jesus Christ. By paying a high price of his own precious blood. Do not become slaves of men. So whether you eat or drink whatever you do. Do it all for the glory of God. Enslaved to what sir? To righteousness. To the will of God. 2 Corinthians 10.5 We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ and be read in Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 3 before we obeyed every desire and what every thought and the same totalitarianism is found in the Lord Jesus Christ exercise of his lordship upon our life every thought should be brought to the obedience of Christ Christians love the totalitarian lordship of Jesus Christ. If you have been set free, you will love the totalitarian lordship of Jesus Christ. As Professor Frame said, that his demand is absolute. Man cannot be questioned. Sacrifice your son Abraham and don't you question me. And don't you waver when I tell you that you should sacrifice him. And he did. And we made the point his demand transcends all other loyalties. You follow me. Let the dead bury their own dead. If your father doesn't want you to go to church, you go to church. Your father has no right to prevent you from going to church or mother. If the pastor doesn't preach the gospel, you have no obligation. Get out. Go to a place where the gospel is preached. Because his demand transcends all other loyalties. If your husband doesn't want you to go to church, you go to church. The husband's authority is delegated. But the authority of the Lord Jesus transcends all other authorities. And we also said it is totalitarian. It is so comprehensive. We already told that it controls every thought of our mind. As say child of God, you have no right to sit and think evil thoughts. You must bring every thought to obey Christ. If God has justified by the righteousness of Christ, then you are enslaved to Jesus Christ to obey him and his word and his delegated authorities. Obey Jesus Christ is your practical, experimental righteousness, proving you are justified by grace alone. Deuteronomy 6.25 says, and if we are careful... To obey all this law before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. That will be our righteousness. Experimental righteousness. What is righteousness? Doing the will of God is your righteousness. You must have a lot of experimental righteousness. Revelation 19, 7 and 8 Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamp has come and his bride has made herself ready fine linen, bright and clean was given her to wear then John gives us the interpretation fine linen stands for the righteousness of the saints the righteous acts of the saints Christian people Obey Jesus Christ. Obey the gospel every day. So we are loaded with what's sir? Righteousness. We do not obey in order to be justified. We obey because we are justified. We work out what God works in. We obey by grace alone. Professor Moo, M-O-O. He said the freedom of the Christian is not freedom to do what one wants. Think about that. Or what one desires. Or what one craves. That's a final argument. I like it. Isn't it? That's final argument. I like it. Listen again. The freedom of the Christian is not freedom to do what one wants. But freedom to obey God. Dash. Willingly joyfully and naturally because we are children of God because we have divine nature so what is the conclusion thank God for Jesus Christ our great redeemer he came to the slave market of this world seeking you and me slaves of the cruel master sin and Satan he redeemed us bought us out of their control By his precious blood. Now I am his glad, joyful bond slave. He loves us forever. And we love him by obeying him. We follow him. We deny ourselves, take up the cross daily, and follow him to the celestial city, the heavenly Zion. To me to live is Christ. Christ is the way, the truth and the life. I was dead before. Now I live forever. I am not sinlessly perfect. But I have freedom to serve God and not sin. I am able to put to death the misdeeds of the body by the power of the Holy Spirit. I am given grace every moment to glorify God. I am a realist sir if I am caught in a sin and if I wander from the narrow path of God's will thank God for the holy church that will come to me and would say not that way let me read it to you Galatians 6 and verse 1 brothers if someone is caught in a sin it is not deliberate someone is what caught in a sin you who are spiritual should restore him gently thank God for the holy church thank God for your husband your wife thank God for your children I've been ministered in my life by my children thank God they will come and bring me back isn't that wonderful or turn to the book of James chapter 5 Verse 19, my brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back. Thank God for someone. Yes. Thank, for, thank God for a church to which I belong. Right. I'm not alone. I have brothers and sisters interested in my holy walk. Yes. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins you know friends don't argue with him don't deny and debate and fight God is sending that brother to you that sister to you to bring to your attention your sin you thank God You repent. You receive forgiveness. You embrace that person and say thank God for coming. If I am caught in a sin. If I wander from the narrow path of God's will. I am convicted of my sins. And I repent and turn to God. Our loving Lord. May even chastise me. And I go further and at times remove us from this world for this reason many of you are weak and sick and many fall asleep but they are going to heaven we are told so God disciplines he is not your body he disciplines thank God for his gracious discipline what a privilege it is to serve a holy God If you do not live a holy life, your God is not the Holy One of Israel. Friends, you have a choice. Serve sin, Satan, uncleanness, lawlessness, and reap eternal death. Or serve God, serve the gospel, serve righteousness, and enjoy the gift of eternal life. I said before you, Life and death. Choose life. Heavenly Father, we pray, help us to be sober minded. Lord, we live in this world like London fog, the cultural decay is penetrating into our mind. A lie is on the throne, fornication is normal. Cheating is normal. Violation of God's law is normal. Oh God, have mercy upon us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon us. Give us renewed mind. Help us, oh Lord, to look into the word of God. That we may be formed by the word. Into the character of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for setting us free from sin. And thank you for enslaving us to God, to the gospel, to righteousness. This is glorious freedom. This is maximum happiness. For we pray in Christ's mighty name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio on the conclusion of part three on the steps to holiness. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching i passed Pastor PG Matthew.